0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. We're just a month away from BBC Gardener's World Live in Birmingham, one of the premier events for gardening fans around the country. Today, I'll be joined by Bob Sweet, Horticultural Director at the event, to discuss the Floral Pavilion at the NEC. My thanks to Wetman's Pinks, sponsors of this podcast... What beautiful weather over the last weekend, well and well into the week. I popped into Alton Garden Centre and uh, the Metacroft Centres in Essex on Monday and goodness they were busy. People fill in their barrows with all those summer flowering bedding, and sonal geraniums look to be very popular. Not really surprised because some of these are interspecific hybrids with the not easy to remember name Calliope. They did very well last summer. And the quality of the plants on sale really is quite remarkable. You know, big, bushy, well-branched things with uh, lots of flowers coming. And then I was at the RHS Gardens at uh, Hyde Hall on the top of the hill helping them plant some sweet peas. That was a really lovely morning. And I heard my first cuckoo sing. Do you know, I don't think I've heard the cuckoo for a year or two. Uh, And up there on the hill, hearing that uh, call come across the countryside was uh, very pleasing. And on my journey there and back, the trees in the countryside, you know, where they meet across those country lanes, the light green colour, especially on things like hornbeam and ash and oak, uh, you know, there's the old saying, isn't there? Oak before ash, we're in for a splash, and ash before oak, we're in for a soak. Well, uh, the oaks were out before the ash in most cases, as far as I could see, uh, but doesn't look as if we're in for a soak just yet. The news bulletin this week for me uh, is the opening at Peter Beals in Attleborough, of their Rosarium Restaurant and extended uh, retail garden centre nursery. It's really a very, very good place to go, I'd like to say, And if you're anywhere up near Norwich, uh, from, I would think, the first week of June for two or three months, I would suggest you popped in. The rose gardens there are magnificent, absolutely magnificent. For Chelsea Flower Show uh, regulars, you'll even see the ironwork that they had at two levels at one of those shows, now installed in the garden with climbing roses going up well, must be 8 metres, I think, perhaps even 10. And then they've got a really long pergola, again clad with roses. And all the beds surrounding are not just roses. There are good examples there of all the plants that you can comfortably mix with them. And they're growing literally thousands of different varieties. I think it's 1,100 uh, that's in their catalogue. Quite apart from strolling around the garden, even into the wild garden, with areas for kids, uh, the restaurant is certainly worth a stop off. While I was there, I met one of the uh, wholesale rose growers, who told me that the demand this spring for roses is really outstanding. I think, if I remember the figures correctly, that they were 125,000 rose deliveries ahead at the start of this month and he was very worried that uh, come our Rose Festival Week the last week in June they could be sold out certainly the quality of container roses available now is uh, remarkable they've increased the pot size you get three and four branch really strong growing plants that will perform very well even in their first year I do encourage you to plant a few roses. I don't think there's anything to touch them. Get them uh, planted in good soil, well prepared, and they'll see you out. You know, they'll certainly last 30 and 40 years given the right kind of treatment. I mentioned last week a bit about watercress and we've already got some growing in classrooms and very uh, effective it seems to be. I've managed to find some uh, grape the clear plastic grape punnets, some with holes in the bottom and some without. And if you get uh, two of the same size and just put something in the bottom of the waterproof one that lifts the other one just up half an inch or a centimetre or so, and then put a piece of wool through the holes, the lower punnet acts as a reservoir, and that pulls the moisture up into the compost in the container with holes and watercress grows very well in a couple of inches of compost and you'll have several cuts. If you're having a quick cheese sandwich and you just want uh, one or two stems of watercress, then you can just snap them off the windowsill. I think we'll have some fun with the kids uh, growing this, not just on the one school but lots of other schools with luck. Back into the garden and apples, as the petals fall... You'll need to keep a watch uh, to see whether the codlin moth are on the wing. Lots of people uh, inquire how they can stop getting maggoty apples. Now, putting a grease band around the tree doesn't do any good at all. That's to control the winter moth caterpillar that just eats the leaves. If you want to control codlin moth, then really one of the best ways is to get uh, a trap. Companies like AgriLand do them. And there's a pheromone that attracts the male codlin moth. And, and of course, it goes into the trap, gets stuck, and is killed. Uh, And that reduces the population quite a lot. It won't eliminate the maggots in apples, but it will reduce them considerably. If you want to eliminate them, then once you see lots of these little black moths in the trap, then you'll need to apply an insecticide to control them. I think you're safe now to put a bit of straw or dry grass under strawberries just to stop the rain splashing mud up into the fruit. We have advised that you delay doing that because if night frost is forecast, uh, the soil releases a bit of warmth and reduces the frost damage. But I think you can get on and do that. And of course, if you've got an unheated greenhouse or even a sheltered south-facing wall, you should be able to start planting now all of the tender fruits, cucumbers, aubergines, peppers, tomatoes. I've started to plant them now into my polytunnel. If uh, a frost is forecast, it'll need to be uh, several degrees of frost to uh, check growth under cover. Uh, and if it is forecast, then you need to go out and put fleece around those plants just to give that bit of extra protection. my guest today is Bob Sweet making a return visit and I'm hoping that Bob's going to update us on what visitors can expect at BBC Gardeners World Live at the NSC in Birmingham the second week in June How's things going, Bob?
1: Well, Peter as you know this time of year is manically busy from the gardening point of view on all fronts and at BBC Gardeners World Live Uh, We're very, very excited this year. We're very, very excited because we've got this uh, fantastic pyramid coming into the show. We uh, had a debut of it last year with just Garvinia's, but of course this year... Uh, It's got so many plants that I've lost count, and I'm hoping you're keeping that count to tell us just how many it's going
0: to have. Well, I'm losing my nerve a bit. uh, (laughs) Certainly, we're over 80 new plant launches, which is just unbelievable. And not just anything. Most of those are really quite significant new plants coming onto the market. But really, what I wanted to know was what's going to be surrounding us,
1: Bob. (laughs) Well, uh, of course, the floral marquee is always just uh, full of uh, the most beautiful plants that you can uh, imagine. And um, we've got more uh, exhibitors, more nurseries in the floral marquee at BBC Gardeners World than we think at any other British show. So um, numerically, we're very, very strong. And of course, amongst them are some massively excellent quality nurseries people for example like uh, Dibbles with their streptocarpus um i'm thinking if you like ferns there uh, are a uh, nursery called fanatics who um are extremely well known for their expertise and just the brilliant range of ferns that they have and um, every year, uh, fanatics do so well, uh, often bringing the uh, best-in-show awards. They don't exhibit at Chelsea, so it's a good place to come and see them at Gardener's World. Um, um, and more locally to Gardener's World, there uh, are companies like uh, Fibrex, well-known for their vast collection of Polygoniums. Um, of course, we have uh, Bonsai, Mendit Bonsai, quite probably the best bonsai nursery in the country Uh, have some staggeringly old plants Um, and if you like your carnivorous we have again one of the best carnivorous nurseries, Hampshire carnivorous are are there now that's just um, a few (laughs) Um, all (laughs) together we've got 96 so I won't attempt to go through them all
0: 96 um, nursery trade exhibitors
1: yes there are and can i just say that uh, of course amongst those are people who are uh, very seasonal um john wheatley made an appearance last year with his week with his uh, dahlias and he's back again this year um but we also got uh seasonal plants like peonies in the show and some fantastic color whether that's through clematis or whether it's through um Ostromeria uh, or, 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 or so on. And roses. Peter Beals is there with
0: roses. Well, now I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned Peter Beals because I was up there in Attleborough on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, boy, the wind from the east was cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, there were real, real bank holiday, May Day holiday weather that was. Um, <laughs> but they've opened uh, an, an extension to the... Um, plant nursery and garden centre. Got an absolutely cracking restaurant, I has to say.
1: Well, oh, have they? Oh, yeah. excellent.
0: i still got my mouth watering from the breakfast I got there. <laughs> <laughs> but I've
1: the, not been there for two or three years, so I haven't seen it recently.
0: Oh, you'll see a difference. But the gardens there, Bob, they're magnificent. Are they? Not just roses. Well,
1: uh, Peter Beals, of course, um, specialises in growing quite a number of the older traditional varieties of uh, roses. And they're always a great company to call on as a first call if you're looking for something that um, you can't normally get in a a garden centre. They they often have stock of uh, quite... Uh, remote things really and it's a joy to be able to be uh, able to still source them
0: yeah well I was walking around obviously checking roses quality of plants was fantastic and I came across one called Rachel my granddaughter happens to be called Rachel so I could I could buy her namesake rose I think (laughs) I I think he said that um, uh, Ian I was speaking to the the manager there that they list 1100 different kinds of roses
1: Yeah. However do you keep tab- tabs of all that lot I really don't know. No,
0: I don't. I just, <laughs> I just marvel at them. But, but but then, you you know, we've got other people. with this there's, there's uh, Brookfield with hostas. I mean, they'll have a collection which runs into hundreds, presumably.
1: Very, very good, yes. And, uh, again, got some lovely hostas. And even though it's been a cold spring... Um, I have seen uh, Paul's plants just recently from Brookfield, and they do look amazing. So, um, uh, And he's got some lovely, I, I quite like the variegated vir- varieties myself, and he's got uh, quite a number of them, and, and some which are... Uh, quite different to others, which
0: is always nice. Well, we're going to sneak one onto the pyramid that he hasn't seen. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> we've, yeah. we've got a variety called sorbet, oh, which yes. is variegated, uh, but which has red stems. I think oh, it's the goodness. first time that we'll uh, have a hosta which not only has lavender flowers and variegated leaves, but it has not quite red rhubarb-like, but quite red uh, petioles.
1: Well, that's going to be very, very interesting, as I'm sure so many of these new introductions are. And I think uh, probably if you're a visitor, one of the worries you have about new introductions is how reliable they're going to be. Um, And I've got to say, uh, I was very, very privileged in in being able to try out um, some of the Garvinias that uh, were shown and I'm amazed how they've gone through the winter. They they flower for, well, I've got to say, in my case, they flower for eight or nine months. Absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, but you're quite warm, aren't you, down there in Torquay? We
1: are indeed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I brought, I think it was 40 back from Gardeners World Live last year, and they're planted in a border at Rittle College, and I think two have failed. The other 38 are all growing away. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And um, um, we'll be in flower for the second year,
1: yeah yeah, absolutely fantastic. I think at the show that there's some interesting nurseries, those who are interested in trees um, we have bluebell Arboretum and nursery who exhibit with us at Gardener's world, and they don't generally exhibit at other shows, so it's a great privilege that we've uh, got Robert Vernon uh, in the show, and he always has something unusual on his stand. And my word, if you get talking to uh, Robert about trees, um, it's a very hard job to pull away because he's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, um, um, uh, uh, Barnsdale Gardens are a fixture at Gardener's World as well, which um, is only... Uh, a, a good and right thing with their connection um uh, and um nick hamilton uh is a great supporter of the show and we love having uh, seeing him there yeah
0: now um, we've covered fairly well what's happening in the pavilion uh, um what's happening outside because there are gardens and all kinds of things out outside that big uh, yes, floral display
1: well, Since uh, 2016, Peter, we've introduced um, wheelbarrows into the show, and the wheelbarrows are from Birmingham schools. This year um, we have uh, nearly 40 wheelbarrows from uh, 40 different Birmingham schools. Uh, All of those wheelbarrows are planted with uh, great affection and we've called them meal barrows up to now because uh, they have had to contain a portion of edibles Uh, this year we're changing them to travel barrows and we're leaving it to the imagination of the schools to think of a country and think what they can uh, grow or have in the barrow which relates it to a country of their choice so we're um, waiting with bated breath to see some of the things which uh, come along. Now, a number of the schools have contacted us and asked whether they can put coconuts in the barrows and whether they can...
0: <laughs> don't need a high temperature to get those germinating when they <laughs> <laughs> They will <laughs> have to have it in the bath with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other exotic fruits, and uh, some have wanted uh, to use cacti and so on. So, I think. Their imaginations are running riot about the number of things that uh, they can include. And, uh, and I think that's good. It's good for us to change the theme and it's good for there to be that connection this year.
0: Have wheelbarrow, wheel travel. What?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we also in 2016 introduced uh, what we called Beautiful Borders into the show. And Beautiful Borders are uh, manageable spaces, uh, uh, manageable by those who are either students or charities or um, those who are attempting to do a display at the show for the first time. And uh, we started off with a grand total of uh, nine of the Borders in 2016. Uh, This year, we have 30. And... Uh, so the numbers are more than we've had at any previous show by far, and it's been interesting how uh, so many different charities have uh, decided to come into the show. They they find it a, a great place to talk to visitors. Uh, we do have some students coming in, uh, and we also got some experienced garden designers. We have people like Wildlife Trusts bringing borders in. We've also got the Gurkha Charity represented this year uh, because of uh, one of their celebratory years. And I think that it's really, really nice that we've got this great collection of uh, boarders into the show. They are working to a theme called Space, which uh, means that they can again uh, use their imagination to um, bring... Uh, anything which has a particular connection to them into the show.
0: What I like about uh, this border idea is that the average visitor, you know, the ordinary homeowner, can actually see something of a dimension which they can uh, really, you know, compare with what they have at home. When you have these very big show gardens, um, well, they're theatre, yes, but they don't really help the average homeowner, do they?
1: No, they don't and uh, in fact the uh, borders are uh, sort of um, about roughly seven to eight square metres. So as you say, Peter, they they really do relate very much to a sort of average semi-detached house, a, a small part of the garden. And a lot of these are actually planted or grown with very, very modest budgets. And it's just brilliant to see uh, how much people can, what people can do in such a small space.
0: Well, I mean the budget thing—that's another whole ball game, isn't it? It drives me balmy now when I hear designers spending a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand on a garden. Who's got that kind of money uh, to, to spend,
1: you know, on the well, backyard? I think- you know, we see the extremes in show gardens, don't we? And uh, it's no great secret that some of the show gardens at Chelsea are costing three to £400,000. And also we see quite a lot in shows. Some uh, are the sort of big, bold things that we see in the landscape nowadays, either massive boulders or um, a great use of gabions or... Um, structures and so on
0: Bob Bob, Uh, don't don't tell anybody but I hate them (laughs) (laughs) and and, and to to take in that heavy lifting equipment you know with uh, pneumatic tyres that stand taller than me humping about in the <laughs> west end of London. I mean, it makes no sense. I think they should insist that all gardens are designed with wheelbarrows, you know, back to, back to the school kids. That's the way we used to do it. What do you need great big lifting kit for?
1: Very much so. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it was the Alpine Garden Society that started all of the outdoor garden certainly as far as Chelsea was concerned with their work on the rock bank but is what I was going to come around to say is that at BBC Gardeners World Live uh, one of the litmus paper tests that we give to every application we get for a show garden is what is the take-home message and um, what element of this garden could you actually use yourself at home and we apply that very very strictly to the gardens we have in the show so everything we have in has got a good element of take home in it and um this year we uh, are really pleased that we have back again into the show um, five gardens by the association of professional landscapers they've uh, supported us every year since 2016 but This year we have a record number of show gardens. We have nearly 20 in the show. And it's just gone from strength to strength. And we're delighted with that. But every single garden will have elements in it or even the whole garden that people can relate to. There's probably just one exception to that. Um, Derby College are there with uh, quite a massive uh, garden that they have designed with their students. And uh, it's their students who are, um, some of them mature, some of them uh, are hoping to qualify. Uh, and uh, it's going to be quite interesting because it's very much a, a collective garden of a theme of uh, what they have wanted to do. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the dynamic nature of the garden which, um, at the front of it, will have four horses treading through water, but I hasten to add they're not real. <laughs> 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 but they are full size. No,
0: Bobby, um, if, if, if people listening uh, haven't yet bought tickets, are there still tickets available, and how, how do they lay hands on them?
1: Yes, of course there are. Um, the show is uh, open from the Thursday the 13th, to Sunday the 16th of June, And uh, tickets are available for all of those days on the BBC Gardener's World Live Tickets website. Um, And um, we would look forward to uh, um, seeing as many people as possible who want to come along to the show. Uh, It links and combines with the BBC Good Food Show, which uh, takes place and is accessible on the same ticket. Um, and the show is open from 9 o'clock to 6 o'clock each of those four days.
0: Bob, I look forward to seeing you there. Have my fingers crossed that we clad those five pyramids satisfactorily.
1: Peter, I'm looking forward to seeing you, and I hope that you're going to be so awash with plants uh, that it's going to be a colour spectacular in its own right.
0: (laughs) What's on? Well, it's Chelsea Flower Show next week. Uh, And if you've got tickets, it's my advice that uh, you arrive late and stay late. The best time, really, to uh, move about freely is the last hour or so on each of the show days. I suppose the other alternative is to get there very early and be in pretty quick. Um, But I've always found that the... Late Arrival is the one that has the easiest movement around the show. Uh, um, Essex has its own flower show at Highlands uh, this weekend. An amateur gardening magazine is celebrating its 135th anniversary. There are some interesting things coming up in that magazine because they're reprinting pages from the past. About a month or five weeks ago, they did a thing on Uh, supporting sweet peas and suggested that the sticks or canes weren't vertical or sloping inwards, they should be sloping outwards. And apparently this was a system that was uh, suggested way back in about 1900 or 1910. We're growing some sweet peas up sticks and cordons at uh, the RHS gardens in Hyde Hall and I think we might have a bit of a go at that training one lot outwards. I can't really see the merit. They say the stems of the sweet peas are straighter. Well, we'll have to suck it and see. My thanks to Wetman's Pink's sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk